What's going on, my fellow A-plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-plus Opinions, your home for your nerd pop culture news and reviews. As always, it is I, your host, Adam Perez, guys, and we are, in fact, back with a brand new episode today as we're going to be getting into some Supergirl talk for you guys. Season 5, episode number 2, um, I think Stranger Beside Me, I believe is what the name of this episode is called, uh, as we're really diving into some Martian history here, some Martian memories memories this week um kind of a little bit of a sibling rivalry thing that we've kind of got going on we, we actually now that i come to think about it in this week's episode we actually kind of dish out two sibyl siblings facing off against each other uh in this week's episode that we'll definitely go ahead uh and jump in, oh excuse me and jump into for you guys today i'm gonna be really honest with you guys wasn't the biggest fan of this week's episode um it it was really hard for it to keep my attention this week uh we do have a couple people that's over in our live chat already turbo stew as always coming through uh gerald gerald good to see you thank you very much for popping in today um this episode I, look two episodes in i i love the premiere i thought the premiere was really solid i don't know where the episode went off the track for me i, I don't know how you guys kind of interpreted uh everything here this week guys um, but not the strongest episode for me. Um, I don't know if it's just Martian history and lore that kind of maybe takes me out of it. But this, honestly, this episode felt like it was just a little bit all over the place. And putting a lot more focus into the relationships of like Alex and Kelly along with Brainiac and uh, and uh, Nia that I didn't, I didn't really care for too much. Like I really would have liked a lot of that time to be spent actually uh, deeper storylines or whatever the case may be. Um, but let's kind of talk about it for, for a little bit, guys. Uh, but before we do, um, if you want to go ahead and reach out to us on social media, you certainly can. If you want to go ahead and follow us, we're right here at A Plus Opinions. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, along with uh, Instagram as well. Uh, and, of course, guys, if you want to go ahead and subscribe to us, hit that button uh, along with a bell button. So anytime we drop a brand new video, you guys will certainly be notified. I do apologize that this review is going up kind of late. Um, as you guys know, I do like two reviews on, on Monday. Um, I, I need to start getting better about just watching Supergirl on Sunday instead of waiting last minute to watch the episode before doing the review because it just takes up too much of my time. So I really will start trying to implement watching Supergirl Sunday night so that come Monday, once I do my Real Soldier review, boom, I'm ready to go with Supergirl. So we'll definitely look forward to trying working that out a little bit easier so we're not up at like 10 o'clock at night central time, maybe even 11 o'clock for those of you uh, over on the uh, East Coast. But yeah, we'll definitely go ahead and look into doing that. So let's get into episode number two here of Supergirl this week. Um, listen, Lena Luthor is 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 going crazy. Um, I love the fact that Lena Luthor in here is really now using sort of human test subjects to go ahead and do her experiments. This is like her second human test uh, uh, test subject she's wind up using. If you recall, last season she actually used somebody as well um, to go ahead and, and, and get her new creation. But this week, the idea what Lena Luther has kind of come up with is that she wants to use obsidian technology, the VR lenses that they wind up having, the augmented reality lenses. She wants to use that to tap into the human brain um, because of the fact that she has been burnt so many times in her life uh, through people that she no longer can trust, people that have lied to her. Um, she looks at the human society now, the human race is just people that just want to hurt each other, just violent people, right? Um, people just always got to hurt somebody. So her mentality is that 
why not erase that from the human consciousness? Um, the, why not erase the idea of like free will and the ability to do whatever you want sort of thing away from, uh, away from the human mind by using these augmented reality lenses to sort of create a world of like peace, I guess you can say, to make the, to make the brain not go to that point of violence, of hurting people. Um, really interesting concept. But the person that she decides to go ahead and use this study on, of all people that I was not expecting, Miss Tessmacher, like she decides to go ahead and use her. So last week's episode when we saw her kidnapped, that's exactly who was kidnapping her, <laughs> Lena Luther. Um, so Lena Luther has decided to use Miss Tessmacher as her test subject in here to try and see if she can actually link herself into the brain using the help of her, um, her AI and hope. Uh, who just pretty much infiltrated Miss Tessmacher's body at the end of the day. I was kind of hoping that at the end of this episode they would actually show it, right? Like they just show the particles of of um, hope kind of swarming around Miss Tessmacher, but not going inside of her. I honestly would have liked to have seen that, to be quite frank with you guys. Um, but she is now kind of controlling Mrs. Tessmacher's body in a sense, kind of speaking through her, as they're now going to use her body to kind of tap into the brain to see if they can go ahead and make this link to kind of erase or at least block that portion of the human mind that wants to hurt people and cause pain sort of thing. Um, so Lena Luther's kind of going off the deep end. She truly is. I mean, she's 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 clearly in this episode destroyed her relationship. I don't want to say destroyed her relationship, but it's certainly coming close to um, hindering things between her and Andrea Rojas. Um, as those two are now, while they used to be buddy-buddy, seemingly are now kind of clashing heads a little bit as Lena Luther's trying to go really behind her back to kind of get certain technology, use certain things um, that really isn't at her disposal at this moment. So I will be fascinated to see where Lena Luther goes. She seems as though, as though she's going down a dark tunnel. Um, her mindset in which that she has now is definitely one that's a little, I don't want to say it's out there, but Certainly, some, I can't say it's too far off because of everything that Lena Luther has been through. Um, you can, you, I can understand why she would want to try and create this in the first place. I guess for me, it's just surprising to see her make that leap already, right? Like, I understand we're getting the Luther aspect of things, but this feels very Lex Luther to me, right? Like, this feels like you broke my heart. Cara Danvers and Supergirl sort of thing. And it just seems like it's a really big leap to go from being hurt from somebody because of the fact of them keeping their secret identity from you all the way to the point of now I need to just erase the concept of pain in human beings' minds. So that definitely kind of took me aback. It seems like it's a, a quick jump for her. But hey, she's a Luther. She's a Luther at the end of the day. Um, and she's always got her nose in technology. She's always trying to make things better. Uh, whether that be a good thing for human society or a bad thing for human society, leave it up to Lena Luther to certainly go ahead and at least push uh, that dynamic of her character. So we'll definitely be interesting to see exactly how that winds up playing itself out. Next up, though, let's talk a little bit about John Jones this week. Again, I don't know if it's just the Martian lore stuff. I'm just not, I guess I'm just not that fascinated by John's storyline so far. I mean, look, we're only two episodes in, so I'm definitely going to go ahead and give it a chance. Um, but last week's episode, we finally saw John Jones confronted by his brother that he certainly did not know that he had. Um, last week's episode, they clashed very briefly, but they were immediately and violently sort of pushed back from one another. And this is where we wind up seeing John in 
this episode. Um, James, along with Carr, wind up going to his, uh, his I don't want to say his hideout, but his work of business, uh, and find him on the floor or with the White Martians and the Green Martians. Uh, I guess somehow they managed to get cursed. Um, and now that anytime a Martian sort of harms another Martian, I'm assuming green, green on green crime, uh, if you want to put it that way, uh, anytime we get green on green crime, it immediately sort of brings out this infection, sort of like this, this sort of pain um, that sort of encompasses the two people, the two Martians that hurt each other. And so in this week's episode, in order to, order to kind of overcome that, he needs what, like Q rays or Q beams or whatever the case may be, something that Kelly is currently working on over at Obsidian Tech. And needs her technology to kind of really go into John's mind and kind of disconnect him from this particular pain. But when they do go inside of his mind, kind of do some like dreamscaping, I guess you could say, going through his mind, he does find out that he actually has parts of his memories that have in fact been lost. Which is fascinating to me because this concept has never been brought up at all throughout this season or, or, or throughout this series. That he has memories that he's had lost or been kept dormant. Because trust me, there's plenty of times that John, along with his father, have gone inside of John's mind, right? Like they've linked up before. They've shared memories and things like that. Like for me, I would think that John's father of all people, as wise and as old as he is, going inside of John's mind would immediately pick up on that. Like, John, you're clearly missing moments and, and memories in your lifetime that you, sh you should be fully aware of. So the fact that that doesn't get brought up in the past really makes me scratch my head. How is that being brought up now, considering all the countless times we have been through John's mind uh, and, and along with his father as well? So a little iffy to me. But if we're going to go down that route, what we do find is that a lot of the missing memories have a lot to do, a lot to do with the connection of John's brother. Um, and what he comes to discover in here is that John's brother was once a traitor. Clearly, he was on Mars with them, a part of their family, but he winds up becoming a traitor, working with the White Martians, thus probably why we have a White Martian working with John's brother in this episode, but there's clearly a connection there. And this is what John discovers, that not only does his brother betray his own race, but he is actually the one that goes ahead and erases the memory and parts of his memory, I'm assuming, that include everything sort of Mars and brother sort of related um, as we do get to see his brother is I uh, being being held like judged over because of his actions on Mars and being sent to the Phantom Zone. So John is at least learning a little bit about what's going on and the revelation that he at least does have a brother. So I will be fascinated to kind of see where the storyline goes. John's brother is clearly still. Uh, around they don't manage to stop him here in this week's episode um by the way quick honorable mention for the fight scene at the end um i love just at least a special effect that they wind up having when they have john's brother pretend that he's alex and Kara like shoots her eye beams at her and then you just see like half of alex's face but then also half of the Martian face, and then it slowly sort of heals and covers itself back up. I thought that was a really fantastic sort of special effects trick. I've never seen them really try and do that or pull that one off, um, but it looked great, just a side-by-side -side human, and then it almost seems like there was human skin over the green Martian uh, face. That, that was a really cool effect, so I'm really glad that they pulled that off. 
But John's brother winds up surviving at the end of the day, kind of talking amongst themselves, really seemingly wants to kind of kind of erase his own memories. Why he wants to do that, I don't know. Maybe homeboy's just in a lot of pain. Maybe he resents what he's done. Maybe he doesn't want the idea and the notion of having a brother. I don't really know. Um, so I'm a little bit confused in regards to that. But it seems as though he's trying to erase his own memories uh, at the end of the day. So we'll kind of see how that winds up turning out. I'm trying to think who we else. Let's get the relationships out of the way before we go ahead and talk about Kara. Let's get the relationships out of the way. Um, Alex and Kelly, I like them as a couple. I truly do. They are certainly growing on me. I do think that they look cute together. They definitely have a really great chemistry if you ask me. But it's one of those things where it's like, Alex, calm down. Like, you guys are literally only a couple months together. It's okay if you didn't know what she was allergic to. Like, I don't know how that comes up into a conversation um, in the first place, you know? So, like, don't be so upset, Alex, that she didn't tell you sooner or you didn't ask the question sooner. So, I, I, it was a little bit odd for me that she freaked out as much as she possibly did. But what makes it funnier to me is that it almost seems as though, like, Brainiac and Alex are trying to, I don't want to say comparing relationships, but almost like competing with their relationships. Like, how far along do you know your girlfriend compared to how far along do I know my girlfriend sort of thing, right? Like, just a little DEO moment that we wind up having between them was pretty funny, especially with Brainiac just boasting about, like, how how great of a boyfriend he is, right? Like, giving his girlfriend the best morning ever sort of thing, right? Like, I, I love that aspect of Brainy. But it almost pushes Alex in here to be almost like be a little bit resentful uh, of what they certainly have in their relationship. Right. Um, so I think because Brainiac's like, you know, it's important to know who your partner is and little details about your partner. And I think that might have hits hits Alex just a little bit in the wrong way. But look, I, look, at the end of the day. Right. What does she say to Kelly? Like, I know you. Right. You may she may not know the small little details or whatever the case may be. She may not know the small details, but at least she knows who she is certainly as a person. And so for me, at least, that's fine for now, right? Like you guys are still learning about each other. There's always going to be a learning curve when you're in a relationship very early on sort of thing, right? It's going to take time. You just got to be patient, Alex. So in regards to that, I certainly don't mind. Uh, but it looks like Tur Turbo Stew real quick says, also, Alex should have broken up with Kelly the moment she said she didn't like poached eggs. <laughs> hey, I, honestly, I don't think I've ever had poached eggs in my entire life. So if I was Kelly, I would have been like, look, I maybe I can't say I don't like poached eggs. I've never tried them, but I would at least would be open to the idea of poached eggs. So maybe maybe Kelly should have come at her a little bit like that. But I thought it was kind of cute that, that that Kelly, at least at the end of the episode, does give her a listing of like all of her. Uh, all of her allergies and then like an emergency EpiPen in case anything happens. Like if something happens, just just give it to me or I guess it's in the leg or something like that. <laughs> just give it to me. Um, so look, I, I think they're cute. I do think they make a cute couple, but Alex, calm down, pump the brakes a little bit, girl, pump the brakes. On the other hand, when it comes to Brainiac and Nia, I don't really know how Nia survives. Like, I just think Brainiac would just be the most annoying girlfriend in my life. Like if I had a Brainiac that was my spouse, I would, I would be, I, it would just drive me crazy. And Towards the end of the episode, I'm almost wondering if Nia's getting to that point. Like, I'm almost wondering if she's like, this is just a little bit overboard. Like, I, I honestly just wish in this episode that she just sat down and just talked with Brainiac and explained what she meant. So, uh, Brainiac's just going all over the, all overboard, right? I do love the fact that he winds up making her breakfast in bed. 
uh, winds up getting her like breakfast tacos with like chorizo and something else. I can't remember what it was. But not only does he give her a bombardment of food for breakfast, but he also gives her a bombardment of sushi for lunch. And then he, he just goes all overboard, right? Like he just doesn't understand the subtleties uh, of human expression or human meaning in regards to certain things. So he, you know, when he knows that you like something, he's just going to bombard you with it. Like she even mentions like, oh, well, I like poetry and Taylor Swift. I honestly was expecting a Taylor Swift guest star appearance in this episode. I, I really was. I honestly thought Brainiac was going to have Taylor Swift in Neonal's apartment with a guitar and performing for her. I honestly, that's what I honestly expected. And I almost feel like probably Nia probably expected that also. But instead, she comes home to candlelights and roses. And because of the fact that she likes poetry, we got Brainiac who's just studying poetry, memorizing poetry. So he can bombard her with poetry while she's trying to sleep at the end of this episode. Like she literally turns over and puts the covers over her head. We've got a stage five clinger here, y'all. We've got a stage five clinger in Brainiac. Brainiac stage five clinger is his, is his new name as of right now. Um, so yeah, no longer Brainiac Five, Brainiac Star, <laughs> Brainiac Stage Five is is his name. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll definitely see uh, uh, what happens there. I don't see good things coming out of it unless Brainiac certainly changes uh, and, and and sort of sort of pumps the brakes. So hopefully next week will be a little bit easier for her. Uh, in regards to Kara Danvers, Kara is a bit, you know, the showrunners have really talked about the idea that. This season, specifically with the new suit, that it's really going to provide us with a more mature sort of Supergirl and Cara Danvers. And I got to say, I'm really seeing that more mature side of Cara Danvers in this show. Um, she's really, I feel like she's really stepping up a lot more for herself and standing up for herself. I'm standing up to homeboy. I don't even remember what his name is, honestly. If you guys remember what his name is. Uh, please let me know. It's almost like her second assistant or the other writer or something like that. The guy that winds up taking over Kara's story for her this week. Um, the one that wants to like follow her around, like trace her and things like that. Um, uh, clearly, we have a wrong mentality about this guy, right? Like Kara Danvers just thinks this guy's the biggest jerk in the world. Just wants to have his, you know, push people to the side and run people over sort of thing. But at the end of the episode, we actually see him like at a homeless shelter, helping out with handing out food and stuff. So this guy clearly has good intentions about him in some capacity. So I'm pretty sure we'll certainly learn a little bit more about him. Could this potentially be like a Kara Danvers love interest by the end of the episode, right? Like a coming around and understanding who you are as a person and sort of starting to like you and appreciate you a little bit more, even though you come across as a jerk sometimes. Like, I'm wondering if that's where it's going to lead. I certainly hope not. But we'll definitely have to see how it winds up uh, turning itself out and turning around. So I will be fascinated to find out what that guy's uh, that a little bit more about that guy because unfortunately I just cannot remember. And at this point, I really don't care about this guy. I really don't. I don't. I don't know what his storyline is at this point. But it should should certainly be fascinating. A um, couple quick honorable mentions though. James also mentions the idea that he may be running for senator. He's clearly thinking about it. Um, I think that would be a really fantastic position for him. He does show up as the Guardian in this week's episode very briefly. But for the most part, um, it seems as though they might push him for the idea of senator, which would be fascinating. Because we do know that the um, the, the actor that plays James Olsen, um, this is his last season of Supergirl. I don't think he's, I think he's got like 10 episodes under his belt. And then I think he's out of here. Uh, once Crisis on Infinite Earths hits, I don't think we see James Olsen after this. So 
I wonder if he goes out for Senator, maybe he gets the job and maybe that's why he doesn't, he's not going to appear on screen anymore. I've always on kind of always under, been under the assumption that he may, he may die or pass away in crisis on infinite earths. He may not make it out of that crossover. So it'll be interesting to see where he's going, but the concept and the idea of a Senator is certainly not a path that I expected James Olsen to definitely take this year. And for me, you know, the one thing, especially with these showrunners, I don't know if this is a new showrunner or not, but season five, they took a lot of these characters in, in bold new directions, in bold new directions that I wasn't expecting whatsoever. So um, to see James now in this position in a direction I wasn't expecting, I, I like it. I like the fact that they're taking chances and doing something significantly different in regards to that. Um but yeah, when it comes to Kara, Kara didn't really, I don't want to say she did too much in this episode besides really just trying to juggle her work life with her superhero life. Um, you know, Andreja Rojas um, has really been on her ass about getting her work done, right? Like she probably could have, she probably could have snuck by with James Olsen and Kat Grant and not getting her work done when she needed it to. Not so much anymore. Not so much anymore. Uh, right now, Andreja is on her ass. Um, and needs her to put in put in her articles when she needs them. So I do like I do like seeing Carl, like we mentioned before, becoming more mature, um, taking her job more seriously, right? Not allowing people to kind of run over her or uh, try and dispel her from doing her job. She's certainly going to be a, a lot more focused um, than she certainly has been in the past. So uh, I did like seeing her at least try and take the initiative here in this week's episode and hopefully have herself a nice solidified spot in Cat uh, Catco um, going forward. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I don't think uh, too much happened with Kara. This episode was just meh. Like for me, honestly, I just wasn't the biggest fan of it. Uh, season, you know, episode one was just so incredibly strong, and so for this as a follow-up, I was a little bit disappointed, to be honest with you, but again, it's just one episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure at the beginning of season five last year, there were a couple of episodes I wasn't the biggest fan of, and it actually turned out being rather enjoyable, so uh, hopefully they take a lot of these characters and directions that I'm really looking forward to. Um, so yeah, I will, I will definitely be looking forward to that guys. But again, these are just my A plus opinions. I always want to know about yours guys. So please comment in the live chat below or even the comments. Uh, and let me know what you guys thought about this particular episode. Were, were you feeling it a lot more than I certainly was? Please let me know. Oh, quick honorable mention, quick honorable mention before I get into the live chat. Um, the fight scene, I thought the fight scene was actually pretty fun. Um, the fact that we get to see, um, Supergirl facing off against John's brother, who was actually, Alex, um, the, I, I, the whole entire time I kept thinking to myself, like, why isn't he just in his Martian form, right? Like, can't he just pretend to be somebody else and fight in his regular form? Um, but instead, he decided to go ahead and choose the one of Alex. Granted, I do think that that was probably like if the showrunners had to make a decision, I do think that was probably the better decision just because it was just a lot more fun to watch. Um, just seeing Kara and Alex going toe to toe with like this super speed and uh, super strength and, and flying around and things like that. For me, that was really cool. Like seeing Alex literally pick up a freaking car and just chuck it across um, as, you know, as John's brother. I, I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool to kind of see, to be honest with you. So 
I liked it a little bit confusing as to why he didn't take his own shape, but I think it was a better decision and a lot more fun to see that happen uh, kind of on screen. But um, guys, let me know what you guys thought about this particular episode. I'm going to go ahead and jump into the live chat real quick, see what you guys are saying in here. Uh, <laughs> Sexy says, I'm here finally. Can't wait for this sister of Brainy's actor to play his on-screen sister, also named Brainy. Yeah, I forgot that she was. His, his, so yeah, the actor that plays Brainy, his actual sister will be portraying his sister. Do you think we'll have a new actor take over as the Guardian? Who knows? Maybe Andrea or Orkara's co-writer? Um, no, I don't think we'll, I don't think anybody else will take over the role of Guardian. I think that'll simply be James Olsen's character. Um, I mean, if um, if William, as as you mentioned, thank you very much for bringing up his name. Uh, if William does turn out to be anything else, I think it'll be his own character. Uh, I just don't think anybody picks up the uh, the Guardian mantle. But who certainly knows? Um, you know, if, for me, I would like to see a different iteration of the Guardian, if it, if possible, right? Um, maybe more traditional costume from the comic books. Um, even though it's pretty it's pretty spot on, just give me a better color scheme. If I can get a color scheme like a Guardian 2.0. And somebody else that, you know, James Olsen might have inspired. I would be okay with that. But I don't necessarily know if it would be William, though. Uh, Turbo Stu says, to my opinion, John should have learned about his brother from his dad at the end of season three. Good point. Also, Alex should have broken. Oh, yeah, we all mentioned that. But you're absolutely right. It's just one of those things where it's just like, hey, his father's been in this season, in this show for countless seasons. How is his, how is his dad not, not brought it up? Unless, unless... Unless the secret going goes a lot deeper, um, unless the secrets like maybe it's not just John that had his memories erased. Right. Maybe it's his brother that also erased the rest of his family's memories in regards to them as well. That's certainly a possibility. One that I didn't bring up until you brought up that question, because my thing is like his father's been around forever. Right. His his father should know he had another kid. Hello. If that's your baby, you know that's your kid. So uh, the fact that he doesn't bring up his brother, that that does make me scratch my head. Um, so again, that, again, it's a, it's a storyline that's super confusing, especially with continuity. Definitely a lot of issues there. But if they do bring up the idea that, hey, we also erase the rest of your family's memories, then then mystery solved, right? Turbo Stu, mystery solved. Uh, but if not, then this is just seems as though this is just a really poorly thought out storyline uh, for John Jones going forward, unfortunately. Um, and then Sexy has a couple other comments. He said, I really wanted some of the Bentu sushi boxes. <laughs> Me too. I love sushi, by the way. Uh, it's one of my favorites. So, hey, guys, I love sushi. So if you want to deliver 35 boxes of sushi to my place, please do. Uh, and then he says, do you still like Kara's new suit being inside of a tiny button on her glasses? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I I like the idea of just being, you know, I, I, last week's episode, I kind of made fun of it a little bit. It felt like it was a little bit odd placement, right? Like, let's just say you're at work and you're just like uh, yawning. You need to take your glasses off and stretch for a little bit, fix your eyes. Are you immediately going to start turning into Supergirl in front of everybody? So, I, I'm, yeah, because my thing was like, well, if you take it off slow, if you take off your glasses, are you going to throw it on? Is your suit going to come on or do you have to do it forcefully? I think it's the forceful thing. I really do. I think it's the button push and the forceful, and then the suit kind of comes on. But I I think it still looks great on her. And by looking at it even a little closer here in this week's episode, the um the S symbol, or I should say the hope symbol, excuse me, the symbol for hope on her chest, um, 
is a little bit shinier than normal. So it feels like it's a, a different graphic or at least a different, I don't want to say a different graphic, but like a different fabric or that they decided to go ahead and actually use for her for her symbol. So it, it, it continues to look better and better for me each and every week. Uh, Sexy says, why did William have a tracker on Kara? Uh, well, he wanted to find out where she's somebody about. Um, I don't re really know what William was looking at. It looked like it was almost Andreja Rojas maybe meeting with somebody that maybe she wasn't supposed to meet with. I'm not sure because it, it looked like it shocked William. So maybe William's doing a little bit like maybe William's doing a little bit of investigating of his own behind Andrea's back. Um, because he did look a little bit startled. He went out to try and get some more information about what he had seen. And then Carr turned around, saw his screen and made a phone call. And then William thought that she had seen his screen and maybe was going to go and tell somebody or whatever the case may be. So he had her tracked for all the wrong reasons, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, that's how that wind up happening and turning out. Uh, and then you also say, since John's brother snuck into Alex's house as Kelly, why did Kelly still stay there instead of spending the night uh, with Kelly at her place? Since John's brother snuck into Alex's house as Kelly, why did Alex stay there instead of spending the night with Kelly at her place? Well, I don't know. The it had been resolved already, I guess. I don't know. For, I will say this for two people who don't know each other very well, the fact that that almost I'm for a second, I'm like, did she just move in? Like, did Kelly just move in with Alex, or do they still hang out at each other's other place, or whatever the case may be? That was a little bit odd to me at first. Uh, and then he says, Brainy trying so hard for Nia and wearing that wise guy black outfit uh, was very awkward. Hey, he's it, it is a little bit awkward. He's certainly trying, right? That's that's what love is all about. But he just needs to truly understand just um, uh, human emotions, human concepts, and human subtle. Both these, Alex and Brainy, pump the brakes a little bit, man. Pump the brakes and certainly take your time. Um, but guys, that's pretty much it. Um, oh, and Sexy says, you think Clark will come back? Yes, Clark, in fact, will come back. Um, that's set up for crisis. Um, but yes, other than that, guys, we are all finished here wrapping this up again. I am a little bit bummed, man. Look, Supergirl was honestly one of the best premieres that I certainly think that DC television had last week. So coming into ep episode two, I was really, I was really pumped to kind of see what they had. And unfortunately they, they, they did let me down, but again, I still have my, my hopes high for this particular season. I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's certainly not going to bum me out and it certainly shouldn't bum you guys out either. If you enjoy this episode, please say it to the high heavens certainly go ahead and let me know what you guys thought about this episode in the comment section box below uh, and again if you haven't subscribed to us just yet please go ahead and do so and click the bell notification so you can get notifications when we drop a brand new video and then also follow us on social media right here at a plus opinions uh on facebook twitter and instagram and until next week guys take care of yourselves take care of each other until next time keep it a plus bye